0: is the Toddcast, a podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello, and welcome to the Toddcast. I'm joined again by Eric, while we can spoil Star Wars, The Mandalorian, Chapter 11, The Heiress. Eric, how are you feeling this morning?
1: I'm feeling swell. I just actually got off. i watching the um, the Mandalorian episode. Woke up a bit early today. Watched it on my phone while I was multitasking, just getting all those last minute details uh, in my memory banks since I won't be taking notes today.
0: Okay, uh, fa- fantastic, fresh, fresh, hot off the presses for for young Eric. Good deal. So, what uh, what are your impressions, Mister? I just finished watching it.
1: Uh, you know, uh, so I guess the fact is I watched it and let m- let me tell you that I've not watched much of the Clone Wars or much of Rebels or any of those other shows. Yeah. But I believe they're for those ha- who have have somewhat of uh, more backstory than I did. Right. Yeah. So my overall impression of the show was fantastic. It actually answered a couple questions that we had in the last couple episodes in terms of can you take your helmet off? Uh, right. I always enjoy seeing our fantastic uh, creatures that we've seen in other movies and always knew that. Uh, so is it the Mon Calamari, correct? Yep. Something like yep. that. And what what's the ones that look like Davy Jones from Pirates?
0: <laughs> so you probably recognize them from the action figure days as guys they called squid Squidheads. Sure. The, 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 the race are actually called Quarren. And okay. they, they are also from the planet... Uh, of Mon Calamari, uh, the Mon so, Calamari and the Core and share a mm-hmm. planet. Traditionally, have not necessarily gotten along real well, um, but generally can coexist. Uh, so it, it made perfect sense that they went to you know a watery planet, you know sort of a port town thing, and that both of those those folk were were represented. I thought that was kind of nice. I thought that was pretty pretty groovy. Um,
1: yeah that was my yeah, thoughts it, as well and i remember reading from the old Star Wars.com days back in the 2000s where they had the database of alien species and so forth and i do remember them having somewhat of a the the same home planet uh so are we do you know did we go to their home planet or is this a planet like that they I, I decided
0: th- I, to travel to i don't know that they actually called out the name of the planet but i i, I... Something tells me that was not Mon Calamari. It was just another, you know, watery planet. And it would make sense that, you know, a planet with that much water, those two races would, you know, gravitate towards and thrive in because they are, you know, aquatic-type folk. So, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think they actually said it, but I I don't, I feel like if it was Mon Calamari, they'd have called that out. And they didn't.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you'd think they would have. And... I mean, it makes sense. This is the planet that they, uh, the Frog Lady, needed to go to, so that that is um, that makes perfect sense for her whole hatching of the baby eggs scenario. So overall, I I enjoyed the episode. That goes without saying. Most of the time, if it, you know uh, they've been putting yeah. together solid stories, going you know further and further down the the line of hey, we're trying to get uh, the child to a Jedi, and now we have a new subplot which. I've, you know, obviously I forget her name, but this is the, is it Mo Katana or something like that? Bo I think Bo. It's Bo,
0: yeah, Bo- Katana, yeah.
1: Yeah, all right. Well, she must have showed up, and I just learned this last night because, there, <laughs> because <laughs> I was scrolling through Twitter and there was a big controversy on boob armor. So have you seen yeah, that? Yeah, oh
0: here? yeah. Oh yeah, well, the boob armor argument goes back a long ways. And I guess I've probably had more exposure to it because, you know, I my interests cross over with, you know, D&D and general fantasy and, you know, sort of realm. And any time you see a woman in armor, you know, unfortunately, back in the day in the fantasy, in in the history of fantasy, you know, you had, you had, you know, the chainmail bikini era and that sort of a thing, which then, you know, sort of morphed into, you know, well, no woman's going to go into combat like that. Okay, well, we'll put them in armor, but it's all, you know, super sexualized, you know, boob armor, as they say. Uh, and there, I've not done a whole lot of research on it, but there, there's an argument that boob armor is, you know, impractical in that you've basically got, you know, two curving pieces of metal coming together right over your heart. <laughs> and thus, if a good solid blow hits you square in the chest, it's it's... Almost like having a built in spear
1: oh, okay. <laughs> pointing
0: directly, you know, that's the argument there. Now, there are counter arguments that, yeah, that's not like for that to do what they say it's doing takes, you know, a very special set of circumstances. And that, you know, <sighs> ladies have boobs, and just yes, they can smash flat, and you can put them behind a regular breastplate. It's not necessarily the best plate. I've, I've heard both angles on that. I have not done the research to really weigh in, but I absolutely saw the whole, you know, Twitter debacle of why would Mandalorians have boob armor? And again, just kind of went, yep, that's a thing people are going to argue about and moved on with my life. Cause you know,
1: fair enough, because I, I did similar <laughs> stuff, except for at that moment in time, the argument of, well, this is, you know, Bo-Katan or whatever, uh, had boob armor, For for years now, and then they showed screenshots that I said, oh, is this a this is a person from a separate series or whatever. And it does turn out that we are getting some crossover, which is super fun and makes me want to watch, you know, these other shows more and more now because it's a matter of like, oh, I'm missing out on something, which obviously they're not going to leave us in the dark. Like they're not going to carry on storylines so far that but we're not going to be getting any Easter eggs.
0: Much right. like this episode, Well, I mean,
1: I didn't catch it myself.
0: Yeah, there, there's there, the Star Wars franchise has done a lot, lot better as of late in sort of weaving in the various, sort of limbs of the franchise together, to where like, like, for example, we've got Bo Katan, who's this Mandalorian that showed up in the Clone Wars, you know, cartoon series, uh, you know, she makes reference to a Ahsoka. Who started off in the Clone Wars and then ended up in the Rebels car- cartoon? Like they're doing a real good job of putting all those pieces together, which I think mm-hmm. is awesome. Um, the downside, if there is a downside here, is that like you, I have not—I am not all caught up on a lot of those, particularly the cartoons. Like I've—I've I've watched Clone Wars and enjoyed it. I'm just woefully behind <laughs> in watching them. Uh, I started watching Rebels, um, and really am enjoying it, but again, just have not had the time, taken the time to, you know, get completely caught up. So there are a lot of the subtleties of those sort of Easter eggs and callbacks that I've got a vague notion, but don't necessarily know the full deal like some of the the diehards who have seen everything. So this may be an episode where some of those diehards are kind of yelling at their phones, you know. Damn it, Todd! Get your act together. How can you not know this? I just haven't seen this stuff, and I, I will just issue that apology now.
1: Yeah, seems to me that they're you know. So I guess there's reference that the dark is something that one of them might have had. So that's why she's you know obviously if that's what they're looking for, um, she might have had that in the cartoon or the you know the series or what have you. So I'll be interested to see. I'm not I'm not saying to myself, hey, I got to go watch all these you know cartoons. The ones that I started watching. They tell a story, but they just didn't necessarily move me to watch the episode, the next episode, the next episode, like The Mandalorian did. Because, uh, you know, to be quite honest, if I started watching one and it was like, oh, I need to see the next, the next, and it was binge-worthy, I could have done it. But I still think they're a little bit more – I mean, they're cartoons made for children still.
0: So it's not as – Which isn't necessarily a detractor. I mean, I, I can enjoy a good cartoon, same as the next guy. Uh, you know, the, I I heard tell that the Animaniacs coming back out with a new with sort of a reboot situation, and I, I would love to watch that, but I don't have that kind of time like I used to as a kid, you know. And I've started yeah. watching, well, you know, like I said, I've I've watched the Clone Wars, but it is it is a cartoon that the 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 the, the storylines are a little more, let's say, less sophisticated, because uh, they're not like kiddie stories. It's not like you know. Sure.
1: They're not talking about being It's a not friends. like it's
0: they're it's all just, just jar jar, you Sharing. know, doing, yeah. you know, Pratt falls and, and, you know, whatever. I mean, there, there is some good story there, but it's, you know, it's they're half hour programs, which means they're like 20 some minutes. And there are quite a lot of them that are, here's a quick story that doesn't necessarily seem to tie in to a whole lot of other, like, you know, they're, they're sort of quick hits, uh-huh. kind of to what you said bingeworthy the whole oh this episode ended i must immediately watch the next episode there there's a lot less of that so it is it is you do have to take the time to sit and watch them it's it's not like you're glued to your set at least for me so yeah, that, uh, that's, that's why i've gotten here. through them i mean i'm going to i'm going to spitball here based on what i know or at least what i think i know which is veering close to professor todd levels here um and this is where we can cue everyone screaming at their phones But as I understand it, in the Clone Wars there's a whole arc where they go to Mandalore uh, the Jedi to I believe they're working with the Mandalorians at that point and I think there may even be some some kind of wild subplot where I think Obi-Wan and the the female leader of the Mandalorians almost have like a brushes super close to romantic type
1: relationship.
0: Um and I guess that's the thing where the whole they can't take their helmets thing off kind of raised some suspicions with me on this one and made me think, mm, I don't know that that's all of Mandalorians can't take their helmets off because there are a lot of Mandalorians, and they weren't always wearing their helmets. Um, same thing for Rebels. There's a Sabine is a Mandalorian, and she's got her helmet off more often than she's got it on, so I was kind of figuring that this particular group that, that, uh, that Mando was with have their own sort of code going where that's a thing, yeah. And they, I think they did a good job of explaining that in this episode. Versus, they're like, yeah, you're a part of like a different sect that has this, you know, super, you know, for lack of a better word, super conservative view of what Mandalorians do with your whole we can't take our helmets off thing. Um, and I think they played that well because if you're if you're dealing with someone who grew up in that sort of a culture of Mandalorianness to where, you know, if you take your helmet off, you're you can never put it back on. You're you're dead to us kind of a thing. And you run into people who do, like he's like, Yep, you are not my people and jetpack away. Like that all makes yeah. perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It was <laughs> no questions, no talking, we're not gonna discuss this until yeah. they came back and then they you know, they they <laughs> they helped him out a nice street scene where where you killed my brother (laughs) it was was a bit ridiculous Um, it was fun in its own right, right um i was kind of thrown off so the fact is they go they go to that planet and uh you know i was thrown off that you know one thing that we forget is that i guess the mandalorian has a price tag on his head because all the beskar uh in his armor and right straight up getting weaseled in and they're trying to kill him just to get that you know, I think that's a couple of that's two episodes this season. First episode oh, where yeah. they were like, "Yeah, I'm going to kill you to get your best car," and so so he's walking around basically with like hundred dollar bill, uh, you know, tied to you know, a suit made out hundred dollar bills, you know, right. And that's right. kind of what some people are oh, yeah. seeing him as. Um, yeah, which is another added danger, you know, that you oh, don't yeah. necessarily think about um, in oh, yeah. casual viewing. It was, it was. I think it was fun seeing. Um, you know, just the the fact that this was very much like an Earth like planet. You know, from a distance, you're like, oh that could be Earth. Yeah. And then they, you know, they the the land the whole landing of his ship. His ship is wrecked, dude. He's like there's oh
0: yeah. Just get a new ship. (laughs) I mean he's he he he, he's got to. Like it it, it, it kind of blew me away that he was able to fly that thing off. But I mean (laughs) at the end of the episode. I was like Oh my goodness! Well, and I guess the other thing that struck me, and this is this is going to get super Todd's way into it, and is going to be really pedantic about goofy stuff. He's like, I gave you a thousand credits. The economy in in the world post post war has seriously must have changed, or, or they're just whatever. Because like a thousand credits won't get you like an R two unit. <laughs> like that is not fixing his ship unless credits are like massively inflated post war.
1: Yeah, I I, you I, know, I, that I will. Was...
0: And I'll stop talking economics now because that's dull and makes me look like a super, super dork. But yeah, dude, I, I just love dudes like, yeah, I'll, I'll try and fix it. He's like, I'll fuel it up if it will even hold fuel. I loved that because that thing, like them coming in and at the last minute the engine blowing and flipping them off into the ocean was just fantastic.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, I'm that like, that, awesome. that,
0: that sounds about right. Um, it also let us see the cool sort of crane walker like the oh yeah AT-AT with, with the crane on it i'm like that that's pretty awesome
1: yeah um, i enjoyed seeing that i enjoyed seeing that
0: i didn't make uh, sense know. that they would have things like that like yes Adats are awesome you know walkers machines of war etc but it would make sense that there would also be industrial applications for that sort of a thing and i just thought that was a cool little thing to throw in of for course. whatever that's worth yeah
1: No, no. Oddly enough, I had that same notion. I'm like, oh, look at that. That's pretty sweet. Um, Well, hey, I think we'll take a break. I do have some more questions about money uh, for you. So I know you said we weren't going to talk about economy and so forth, but I do have questions. So when we come back, we'll go ahead and talk about some of these economic questions. Sure thing. When buying clothes, you have choices. You can be stylish, be trendy, outspoken but those are all the wrong answers we want you to be like justin benline be Be beige beige. why show personality in your clothing when you can lock yourself away and be forgotten franchise 10 apparel has been bringing the best clothes and accessories that'll never be seen even hermits wear shirts visit justinbenline.com and save 30% off the justin benline collection justinbenline.com no personality no problem be beige. All right. And we are back. Todd, where's Mandalorian getting all his money? Or like you said, it, does. He have a lot of money and it's, he, he's throwing it around like he has a ton uh, or, you know, I don't understand the whole credit conversion. So I, I know that it seems like he's just tossing money around and he hasn't done a job, at least on screen for a while.
0: Right. Well, and you got to think he's probably not working many jobs off screen because his whole deal at this point is get the child to the Jedi. Exactly. Um,
1: so did he just steal all the Mandalorians' money when they were all dead, or like what, what's the, what's the deal here? Did well, she, did uh, the the lady Lady Mandalorian like load him up?
0: See, it's 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 not really discussed. This is all going to be speculation, but I, I think to a certain degree that's what you've come to expect from me. So I'm just going to make it convincing. Uh, I mean, you got to keep in mind that up until you know, this series started, you know, Mando was a, was a bounty hunter. And you, you, in the very first episode, you saw him unloading person after person suspended in carbon freeze. Yeah, like, sure. He, he made some decent money. Like he was good. He was, he was, you know, top of his game. And while he did take most of that money back to, you know, his, his group, um, you got to figure he saved some of it. You know what I mean? Well, there's groups so no longer. I,
1: so, like,
0: well, and that's the thing. Like, all. she could have loaded. Well, him
1: up. she's the one that sent well, him. Well, that's on a the thing.
0: That's kind of my thought. Is like, okay, you go back to the covert, and everybody's toast except for the armorer. And she's like, all right, I'm gonna hook you up with this armor. Like, if she's got a whole bunch of this money lying around, she's like, well, it's down to just me. The Imperials are coming any minute. This money's not doing me any good here. Have a bunch of money, so you can go get this kid. You know, find others of our kind, and you know, get this kid. Like to me, that makes sense. And is probably where he's getting his money from. Like he had, he had it stashed, you know, he's, he's dipping into savings basically.
1: Yeah. Do you think, uh, I mean, what's he throwing around? You told me a thousand credits. I wouldn't have known any different that he loaded him up with a lot of money or, or what have you. And I mean, I don't really know what their economy is like anyway. And number one, what kind of money is he throwing out there? Is it just like a global currency? so,
0: so, I guess pre pre pre-war and during the war, like their Imperial credits and, you know, granted that this is, you know, just shortly after the heels of, you know, the battle of Endor there's probably still Imperial credits floating around. I, I imagine the new Republic had their own credits going on. And there's also still local money. Like that's the other thing they kind of brought up in the first episode of the first series when he's, you know, doing his dealings, he's like, yeah, Imperial credits don't do me any good. And they, flipped out those little blue coins which i think were mon calamari like they're still low it's 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 kind of like in the world like there's american dollars there's australian dollars there's there's you know euros there's there's all this stuff you know so i think he's probably got a fair mix of it like they don't really call it out like i think most of the galaxy at this point still will take imperial credits or new republic credits and they're all kind of worth the same thing. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, oh, here's a Canadian quarter, here's an American quarter. Yeah, yeah. there's an exchange rate; they're not exact. But if you put a Canadian quarter into a vending machine, maybe it'll take it, maybe it won't. <laughs> you know, they're close enough. I figure yeah. that's that's kind of how that works. Um, so
1: that's what I was figuring too. But I, I mean, I figured you're you're the well-read Star Wars guy. You probably would have a little bit more insight and take away some of the guesswork for me. But, yeah, my yeah. major concerns was, like, this guy... I mean, he's going to have to buy a new ship. I just don't see how it's going to work. Or <sighs> or he's going to have to really do some hardcore repair. R-
0: right. And, like, it's... Yeah. Like, at a certain point, you get to the point where, we're like, well, I can replace the transmission, buy new tires, overhaul the engine, um, <laughs> you know, replace the dashboard, or you can just go out and buy yourself a new car. You know what I mean? And I feel like if he... I feel like he's already beyond that point, but maybe Star Wars tech is easily repairable or replaceable. I, I don't know, but that that poor ship. I feel for yeah. the Razor Crest. I do because well, that thing's been been torn apart and blasted to hell and gone through ice things and destroyed by spider people and get bashed together, and now it's been drowned. Like, yeeps.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering if we'll get another. Um, uh flashback at tatooine where he goes and gets it fixed up by his lady uh with the droids and then yeah. maybe we'll find ourselves uh more boba fett action there because possibly um, who knows at the end of this yeah. maybe he's driving you know what is it? Is it the slave two is that boba fett's or is it the slave one
0: slave slave one was boba fett's in the old legends expanded universe stuff um i believe he does rock around in a similar ship called slave two Okay. I don't know if that's canonical anymore. I doubt it is.
1: Yeah. Well, either way, that that'd be cool if uh, he ends up in the the slave one at the end of the day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. There, there's my bold prediction that we'll there you go. We'll have him taken over a ship for you know whatever. Uh, yeah. what else? What else did, did you notice in the episode that you'd like to bring uh bring out
0: to the public notice? Um, anything? I, I, en- I enjoyed the Mon Calamari in the cable knit sweater. I can't explain why. It just it just seemed really thematically accurate for, you know, a dock worker to be kitted out like that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, on the other hand, it doesn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense to me because Mon Calamari are aquatic and water tends to get pretty cold. I wouldn't think Homeboy would necessarily want or need a sweater, but I, en- I enjoyed the aesthetic of it. Um, oh yeah, yeah. That was that was For, good for whatever, up. for whatever that's worth, um, there was a lot of I the the moments in the in the episode that were like, oh, geez, that's a thing. Um, when the little squid thing came out of uh, the child's bowl and attached to his yeah. face, I thought that was mm-hmm. hilarious. As often as he's eating creatures, I thought it was a little bit of a karmic comeuppance that something was trying to eat his face. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed that pretty thoroughly. I, I I think both Abby and I, I think we simultaneously let out a "What the fuck!" when they were on the ship and feeding the thing, and dude kicked the the, the little hover crib out over the beast. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> that that's, like, that's where like, we didn't. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, double cross there. That was uh, that was hardcore,
0: and and yeah. luckily
1: luckily you know. Timing is everything in these and that's what makes a good show just so oh, happen yeah. that the you know the camera's caught the action in time the that's when the mandalorians have helped him on several occasions uh yeah. get out of these sticky situations where you're like how's this going to work and right. Oh I did I, t- I I probably didn't tell you the um the other female mandalorian is actually a WWE wrestler
0: i had seen something to that effect on Twitter and was actually going to ask you about that once we got back around to talking about the Mandalorians. Um, yeah. Because I didn't yeah, know she, that.
1: Yeah, no, she, uh, she is, her name in wrestling is Sasha Bang. She's a... Female wrestler for, geez, probably last five, seven years or so. I haven't really yeah. kept up with the whole WWE aspect of it, but she's been a pretty big deal, and we knew she was going to be on the series, but I thought she would be typecast as a wrestler-type figure, kind of, um, <laughs> you know, as uh, what Cara Dune or whatever was a UFC fighter. Or, right. Uh, uh, right. And, and that's kind of what her mantra was there, where I didn't think sasha banks was going to be a mandalorian by any means so that was kind of um that was kind of cool you know to see yeah uh, not that i have any you know anything more than that like i you know it was nice to know who the person was <laughs> but it, it was no different than if it was another actor that i've seen before in my perspective yeah. but i imagine you know anytime a wrestler can get out out in counterculture and do something different that's always good for the oh, yeah. uh the overall wrestling brand um so that was kind of cool, but that's all I have on that. I don't know anything else about her backstory. How many episodes she'll be in? I can only imagine that she is a regular now. That will I we will see them again, and if we don't, that's awful storytelling to lead us up. Uh, be you know so so I think that was
0: yeah.
1: That was that I was feel like they
0: yeah, I feel like they left it open for them to cross paths again. She's like, you know, oh. if you change your mind, you want to help, you know, do a thing. I, I kind of feel like that 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 will probably come back into play. I mean, it might. Well, not yeah, be until, because you know, season three or whatever. But I, I think no, that, no,
1: no, it'll happen. It'll be a season finale thing. <laughs> thing, because let, let's look at how this is all planning out. All right. He's trying to get he's going to go meet uh, a Jedi. And now correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Osaka or Soto? What's her name? <laughs>
0: <Ashoka>. <laughs> okay.
1: I'm not. I, I don't pay attention to names until you know.
0: Yeah. And I didn't watch yeah. this
1: one with closed caption, unfortunately. Uh, okay. So she is. Is she the? Um, was she Anakin's uh, Padawan or? or um,
0: yeah. Apprentice. Yeah. 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 She's. Okay. Yeah. That's that's exactly they, who who that is.
1: And there were uh, there were talks that they heard her in that
0: the the Star Wars sequence when Ray
1: summons all the Jedis. There were talks that they actually heard her w- w- talking what, what, with all the voices. I can't even remember what they were saying. Right,
0: right, right. Was right. The force yeah. or
1: whatever. So the, she could have very well been alive. And I guess we'll find, you know, obviously we're going to see her. And yep. th- this is all going to cross paths because the um, the moth. Is going to try to you know obviously get the child, and that Bo is trying to get the um, the dark saber, and mm-hmm. it, it's all going to come a pass, and it's going to make one hell of a great episode, and right. it'll be you know it'll be great. I I need some more creatures. That's what I need. I need some more droids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I just that's I need all that stuff. If you were in the cantina, I want you to be featured in an episode. That's basically what I look for in these episodes. But the story is also. Nicely told.
0: Oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um... So I think I think it was pretty awesome. I, I enjoyed their their raid on the uh, the Gazanti freighter. I, I I particularly liked where uh, you know they're like we've got him locked down. He's like where are you unlocked down in the cargo you know control room, and everybody kind of realized oh you realize how dumb that is right as they open the door and you know yeah <laughs> everyone gets sucked that away. That fantastic. was fantastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I enjoyed that. Uh, very, very much so. Interesting to find out. And in Star Wars, uh, apparently they don't have cyanide teeth; they have uh, the the teeth that you crush down on, and they electrocute yourself. So that's a nice <laughs> Star Wars-y spin on in classic <laughs> yeah. Spider. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. I was like, what was that? What? <laughs> yeah. Nonetheless, pretty pretty good.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, good stuff.
1: Yeah. No. The overall, I you know, it's just it's just fun seeing the old you know, seeing a little peeling off the onion so to speak to see a little bit more of you know they were talking about how they are you know raiding the you know for all the weapons and stuff you just see how evil the empire is and how oh, yeah. they don't care about anybody and they're just stormtroopers and uh you know you just let them die it's 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 very interesting it's uh yeah it's nice to see the whole dynamic um even though this is you know, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to start seeing how they completely start to fade away. I don't know if we'll get that in the Mandalorian and convert over to, uh,
0: you know, um, the First the, Order sort yeah, of situation.
1: Yeah. I don't know if we'll get that far. But if we do, I'd love to see.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Now it was funny speaking of the Empire, because, um, as you know, Abby's not really seen any Star Wars. Yes. Uh, you know, and in all honesty, the only reason she she's watching the Mandalorian is is for Moff Gideon. She's she's a big fan of uh, you know that <laughs> actor. We've seen him in 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 uh, you know Breaking Bad and so forth and in some other things. And he's he's a fantastic actor. Uh, I'm a big fan also. But that's really kind of the main. She's like, oh, he's in that. Yeah, I guess maybe I'll watch. <laughs> um, but the the point is, is she's you know she's not seen Star Wars. And while they were on the freighter, um, she looks at me. She's she pauses. She's like are the imperials supposed to look like nazis and i'm like yeah that's kind of their deal like the, yeah. the, the in star wars you know the 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 big bads are like a lot of their you know um you know uniforms and such are 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 very much supposed to be reminiscent of nazis to really sell that you know they're the bad guys It's like okay oh, yeah. cool cuz that's that's the vibe by god i'm like well that's the vibe you're supposed to get uh, so that, that that was that is that was fun. That is me.
1: it. Uh, that is nice symbolism. Uh, yeah, yeah, especially when you get to the point where it's the first order with the flags and, and stuff like that. Oh and the giant, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's it's pretty awful there. So oh, um, they yeah. did a good job painting that picture, and uh, obviously she noticed, and that's yeah. kind of the goal I think for some of these movies, because oh, yeah. you only you only have X amount of screen time to tell a story. So if you can reference back into uh, uh, real life scenarios or another story that easily is re- you know you know, reminded of you that that's the best way to tell it. So you automatically know oh, yeah. these guys are bad because of, you know, these aspects. So that's yeah. pretty good. Well, Todd, do you have any other lasting thoughts on the episode? Overall, it told a good story, introduced some nice characters. And I think uh, makes me look forward to the next chapter. And it, and truthfully, it made me feel good that he got off. I, I thought he was going to be floating in space forever because that
0: ship yep. was wrecked. <laughs> Now, well, you know, who knows where the next one will start, you know, with, you know, he he jumped the light speed and something crapped out because as he was taking off from the planet, you mm-hmm. saw pieces falling off of yeah. the ship and going into the yeah. water. I'm like, that can't be good. But, you know, well, we'll see. when he kept we'll the light
1: speed, there was something that was like it was almost like the reminiscent of a license plate falling off and spinning in space right, version. Right,
0: right, <laughs> it was right. Great. Like, it's... it's just yeah, yeah. Uh, No, I think that I think the only other thing I've got is I I enjoyed the the sort of wrap up to the the frog lady arc, you know, she got she got back home, I think their, their reunion was 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 touching, you know, Um, it kind of scared the crap out of me when he went to go drop the child off for him to go run his mission. I'm like, Oh dear God, this, this could go so terribly. Um, but it was nice at the end. Yeah. They had the, the, the little hatchling was, was there and he's, you know, kind of playing with it and stuff. So that, that was good. I I enjoyed that.
1: Maybe he's learning. No, I just
0: can't eat anything. (laughs) Right. Right. So, you know, we'll see, but no, I, I enjoyed it very much looking forward to the next one. And we will talk about that next time. so, Thank you, Eric. Uh, thank you, listeners, for hanging with us while we randomly speculate about the Mandalorian and apparently do a deep dive on their economy. Thanks for bearing with us on that one. And until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about, you can let me know via Twitter at cast todd or email via toddcastpodcast at gmail.com. Keep in mind that the Todd portions of those usernames are T-O-D with a single D, even though I spell my actual name with two. If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file, or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the Toddcast. Boom. They should do like a cooking show with Star
1: Wars. <laughs> 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 t- t- tell me they couldn't do a great uh, mock cooking show.
0: Oh, I, th- I think that'd be great. And that that, that calls to mind two, two side items. A, I actually have a Star Wars cookbook. I believe it's called the Wookiee Cookbook or w- Give a Wookiee a Cookie or something involving the word Wookiee. cookie i believe that i mean they're just normal recipes that are all themed yeah and it also springs to mind uh a reminiscence from that's right the holiday special where uh harvey corman is dressed up as some weird alien and is doing some sort of julia child-esque cooking segment i don't know if you remember that from the uh the holiday special or not
1: no no it's ridiculous well, yeah. yeah, we'll then, have to rewatch that,
0: and when you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's it's hilarious and ridiculous.